At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Our number three here, Femi Bebefe at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, Tiger Woods right now, three over at the Masters as we continue our Tiger watch. Ten over for the tournament, unfortunately for him, but good to see him out there. Let's start with a little NFL talk here. Now that we've got the Masters out of the way. The NFL, it's an interesting, interesting league because the offseason never is an offseason. The offseason's turned into an actual season at this point here. And we've seen wide receivers making some interesting moves on their social media accounts. One, Debo Samuel. I don't know if you've caught this, James, here. But Debo Samuel on Instagram scrubbed everything 49ers related off of his account. And now is just a regular account of Debo Samuel almost indicating that he wants a little bit of money. Now, Debo is eligible for an extension. We've seen wide receivers get paid quite a bit of money throughout this offseason here. Do you think the Niners are going to give Debo one of these mega, mega wide receiver deals, or do you think this ends up becoming a thing as we enter towards training camp in August coming up this summer? Uh Okay, Femi, you're asking the old guy here what that social media, what we can read out of social media. <laughs> I will be the last person that should be qualified to speak to, to, to read in between the lines through social media. I, I'm definitely not within those circles. You know, I've, I've got a, I'm trying to figure out, well, we'll get to Debo in a minute. I'm just trying to think about this for myself because that's that's the difference now. Communication styles, right? And communication yep. styles are are changing with each of these generations. As the old guy like me, it was direct, right? I didn't even start. To, I have one of these smartphone things. All I do is call, and now I do the text piece. That's it. And yeah, I'll look at my, my well, I'll look at my sports books on there and take care of business on that thing too, as well. But, but. But it's different communication styles now. And so you have to be, whether you're a coach or you're the front office, you have to be able to speak and be able to speak this new language and be able to communicate these styles. Like I got offered a head coaching position for next year to coach, get back into high school basketball again. And I thought about it and thought, I don't even know how I'm going to communicate with these high school kids anymore because they are on a completely different plane. Everybody's staring down at their phones now, and that's how they communicate. You can have a <laughs> meeting with five kids, five teenage kids, in, in, hanging out together, and they're all communicating via their phone, and they're right next to each other. So I think for somebody like Debo Samuel, I guess this is what agents do now, right? This is the, the fact that we're going we're gonna to be able to generate buzz and get some following behind us and, and maybe have some public sentiment. I suppose I really don't know. I, I'm I'm way off touch. I'm way out of touch when it comes to delivering messages through social media, Femi. But I think for Debo, 
uh, for San Francisco. I mean, they've they've found and created such a hybrid of a player, and he this this the talent that he has. Uh, obviously receiving the football, but the the toughness that he brings rushing the football. I mean, what a, yeah. a threat anywhere on the on the on the field and teams that I mean, you think about San Francisco teams were game planning for Jimmy Garoppolo going in all right we got to stop Jimmy G we got to <laughs> take away all he throws every you know he can make all the throws in the route tree that's not his it's not what he does they're looking at well how do we take how do we be prepared and try our best to take away Debo Samuel receiving and rushing the football does he get a big contract? I suspect that he does. I mean, where where else is San Francisco going to go? They've got to have somebody to pair with the draft capital they gave away last year for the guy holding holding the clipboard that we typically don't see in Trey Lance with what they did last year in the draft, moving up to number three to go get him. I think Debo Samuel is a special. And, and not only from a talent perspective and the playmaking ability that Samuel brings to the 49ers offense, but also the toughness that he plays with. That's something that just inspires guys. When we see a lot of receivers looking for that sideline and heading as soon as they catch it. Where's that sideline? I'm heading out of bounds for Debo looking at where's that safety. I'm ready to lower the shoulder mm-hmm. and lay the hammer. That inspires teammates, too, from a physical standpoint. And so, and the way that they rush the football, he's a great blocker, too. Uh, I think he's going to well, – I don't know how much money he gets, but he is going to get paid. It's interesting because we have a graphic up showing Debo Samuels' production in 2021. 1,800 yards, 14 total touchdowns. But I almost think where this becomes Debo, his production gets used against him. 77 catches, 59 carries. And the way people talk about Debo Samuels that he's like a running back at receiver. You mentioned how he seeks out that contact. And what we know about running backs is that usually those second contracts are end, end up being death sentences because the durability factor ends up coming into play there with all the miles catching up with them. Do you think that's a situation where that could hurt Debo Samuel at the negotiation table where the Niners might be like, yeah, we're worried about the wear and tear. Well, I I think for Debo, that's why he's the the emphasis is it's now, right? The urgency is, hey, we've seen how they're utilizing you now in this role as as rushing the football, having as many attempts last year as you did, as opposed to, you know, you're still going to get the be the top target out there re- catching the football. Um, well, change your number then. I guess they're going to have to change his number if that's <laughs> what they want to do. Although, I guess now the numbers, I don't even know. They, the NFL changed the numbers. They're last all year, over all the kinds place. Of weird numbers. I know. Who knows? Uh, but, but I think probably that's part of it, too. They see that and they recognize that. And you could be paid as a running back and as opposed to what wide receivers get nowadays and some of these big contracts that are getting doled out now that Tyreek Hill's getting his money. is like, man, I look at the production I bring and the threat that I am on the field for the opponent. So could it hurt him? Yes, I think that's why the, the urgency is now for him to try to put it out there on – Instagram or so whatever social media site you said that he did it on <laughs> yeah. uh, to get out there and, and but feels like that's where not only communication styles but the agents the agent got to get to work go get that money now while you can hopefully he gets it I like Debo Samuel he's he's a fun player to watch and I think he he's the the we we just don't see that type of style of player forget about running back wide receiver guys that just like to initiate contact on the offensive side love those guys yeah it's only April but this is a storyline I think that could end up brewing to the top of the pot here come summertime because Debo Samuel like you mentioned it would be advantageous for him to not step foot on another football field until he gets paid because of that wear and tear another guy in the NFC West that wants his money is one DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks now DK is not really putting anything on social media here but DK's name has been kind of rumored to be possibly on the move. And right now, DK Metcalf is probably the most valuable player on that Seahawks offense with Russell Wilson now in your neighborhood out there in Denver, James. But Metcalf, there's rumors that the Jets offered the 10th overall pick and Seattle rejected it. Do you end up thinking that DK Metcalf moves here in this offseason or do the Seahawks end up giving him his money? No, I think he moves. I mean, if it's, it's Pete Carroll, it's surprising that Pete Carroll's still there. I mean, the the overhaul that we're seeing with the Seahawks, and obviously he's got a good friend in the front office upstairs because this is a team. Pete Carroll's always been one that wants to rush the football, and and that's going to be the the mindset of his offense going into any particular, regardless of who he has. Um, 
outside of when you should rush the ball, when you're one yard away at the Super Bowl with with Marshawn beast mode banging the football. But we'll get over that. We're 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 past that. We short term memory is gone uh, as far as the Seattle Seahawks losing that Super Bowl back to New England a while back. But I think for Metcalf, it's just not a fit. This is not a fit for him. And now you're going to have Drew Locke. You already weren't getting you already weren't getting the big targets. And I think you're kind of limited with some of the routes that you can run for DK Metcalf. And and for now, Drew Locke coming over there. Well, good luck with that. You're, if you weren't part of the focal, if you were you weren't a focal part of the offense to begin with, and now you're going to have Drew Locke, and you're not going to have the benefit of Russell Wilson being able to get out there and extend plays and make make wild throws to be able to make big plays for you in the passing game. DK Metcalf. Yeah, you you want to? I don't. Whether it's social media, your agent getting after it. Yeah, I think they're. I, I do. I think he moves. I don't. I think Seattle is turning the roster over. Why would you go pay Metcalf? They just paid Lockett. Why are you going to pay Metcalf on yeah. the other side? Lock's not the quarterback. That is not the. That's not the future for the Seahawks going forward. It will be for this coming season, but that's not the future uh, going forward beyond next season. I, I think Metcalf. They they're turning down a ten. I think they're just trying to see who else wants to. I think that's what we see. Femi, we see teams get desperate. Teams overreach for whether it's in the draft for certain players and or we're talking about some of these trades. They'll give up some draft capital. I mean, just think about what the 49ers did to go get Trey Lance, who's held the clipboard all season last year. I don't think they trust him now. I, if you can go get it, Seahawks are just trying to tap the waters to see what else is available. If, we, if we're getting offered a 10 or a number 10 overall, can we get something better than that? Or can we get multiple? I think it, with the draft still being three weeks away, they still have their, you know, they, they have it on their side here. Um, they have the leverage and the luxury to see as you get closer to draft time, who else is going to start to make desperate measures, desperate moves. That's probably going to happen. I just can't see Metcalf being there, getting a contract extension, and being there in Seattle next year. Yeah, the Seahawks brass, John Schneider, the GM, Pete Carroll, the head coach, they say that they're not rebuilding, and like this is almost like a reshuffling. Yeah. They're still going for it, but all their actions say otherwise from what we've seen throughout this offseason. You can't say that you're not rebuilding and then trade away right. Russell Wilson there. You're likely going to trade away DK Metcalf, I would imagine, just based on where yeah. he's at in terms of their timeline of this rebuild here. So DK Metcalf, if he were to be traded, do you think it ends up being to a contender or is it to one of these teams that's kind of in the middle of the pack, hoping to then become a playoff caliber uh, club here? Yeah. I mean, is it, I don't know. Is it Philadelphia? Philadelphia sure could use some help with the wide receiver position, especially a big fella. They have draft capital to, they have capital to, they don't have the top 10 pick, but they have, you know, they have capital. To they have two first round picks. It, yeah, right, and and well, and what do they get? And also some deep, some more depth from uh, the interesting trade with New Orleans. So it is it is it a team like Philadelphia? Maybe it is. They have the capital to do it. Um, does Atlanta decide instead of going in the draft, do we make that trade and we go after? Uh, I, I guess it. Uh, we could say if. Uh, a proven commodity? I don't know. I mean, he's he's got the physical tools. He can be, he especially in the red zone, he can be a spectacular player out there. I don't know. I, if I'm a team, I'm not giving up a ton of draft capital for DK Metcalf. I don't. Mm -hmm. He's not a full route runner. It's not somebody I'm going to put a whole lot. But again, it's not what I think teams should do. It's what they're going to do, and somebody's going to overreach where he goes. Maybe Philadelphia is a good landing spot. Yeah, Philadelphia, that's a team that probably should have just drafted, drafted DK Metcalf. I mean, they, there was a Jalen Rager, I believe, is who they picked. I know a lot of Eagles fans were looking at DK Metcalf as a guy that they wanted in the draft, and here he is. Now he's a star. Can you imagine if they ended up trading a first-round pick for DK Metcalf, a decision that they probably should have made three years ago? <laughs> there with the, the wide receiver is one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. On the other side, we'll update you on the Masters as well. Talk a little MLB here. This is Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. I'm coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And James, over at the Masters, Augusta National, the final round, Tiger Woods, four over here on Sunday. He's 11 over for the tournament. He is in 46th place right now. His playing partner, though, John Rahm, is at three under for the day. So, Tiger, it's... Good to see him out there just finishing the round here and finishing a master start that not many people thought was possible about six months ago. Absolutely. From a, just from a psychological standpoint for him, I mean, what a, a great accomplishment coming back from the injury that he had and, and being able to make the cut and now wind down. Now, actually, they actually have it broadcast. I can see it on one there of my go, TVs buddy. here in the command center. Let's lock Thank you, you in. Finally see- <laughs> yeah, CBS finally getting on board and remembering that this is the Super Bowl of golf, and maybe we should put it on TV for <laughs> folks to follow along. Um, um, so I wanted to get into this with you with a couple things here. Just looking at, so we know the positions that we have going into the, this final round. Um, and again, I'm not heavily invested, so I'm not trying to hedge anything. Mm-hmm. But looking at some of the player props here, or golfer props, player props here. Yeah. Um, Cameron Smith. So the weather, looking at the weather, we know the first three days of the Masters, the weather was brutal. The wind was just was so contentious. Guys having to make so many adjustments based on the weather, and in particular the wind. Today it's a sunny day, not much wind, nothing to have to really contend with. Not like they've had to in the past. little windy. I see the flag waving a little bit, but nothing comparative to what we've seen the last three days. Just wondering about your opinion about this prop here. And then looking at, well, maybe Cameron Smith, because he is behind and maybe going to have to take a few more chances, but maybe not so much pressure on him because he is going to be three shots back here starting his round and against Scheffler. Uh, Cameron Smith with the weather coupled with how well he played yesterday uh, to shoot 70 or lower right now at BetMGM, it's plus 110. Would Ooh. you be looking to say yes to? I, I'm kind of looking at. Well, maybe I'll get involved. I know I was being disciplined here, and uh, <laughs> it's just going to be low limits for myself here, Femi. But yeah, just I, to I have a little Sunday more. Sweat. Exactly. Just to have a little more rooting interest because I'm not betting any baseball today. So I'm thinking, well, yeah, maybe I could see it. Not so much that it's a hedge on my Scheffler bet, but more so I think it's he, he's not going to have to deal with. He's not the front runner, mm-hmm. and he's comes in with ton of momentum coming into this tournament. Yeah, maybe with uh, shooting a 70 or lower at a plus, a small plus price at plus 110. I feel like I'm that's something I'm gonna worth taking a shot at. I mean, just based on the conditions alone, this course playing today is gettable. We talked about that all throughout the weekend. Of if there's a day there somebody can go really low, yep. it would be Sunday because Friday had the massive wind. Yesterday it was cold. Today it's 75 degrees. It's beautiful out there. The azaleas are yep. popping. Uh, we've already seen Minwoo Lee is four under for the day here. He's tied for eighth now. I mean, Russell Henley's three under. John Rahm, like we mentioned, is three under. So Cam Smith, like you mentioned, without the pressure of being that leader three strokes back, maybe he can go low. 
maybe he can go under that 70. I, I like that prop. Plus 110 well, to go lower than 70. It. And he's done it twice. He saw a 68 on Thursday, a 68 yesterday. Yeah, bad round on on um, on Friday with the 74. Mm-hmm. But with the conditions now, uh, uh, all right, let's play. Let's have some fun. I'm gonna just uh, put this into the account just uh, for there, a few dollars here. There, there you and go. We will. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Cameron Smith specials. You talked me into it, Femi. You coerced <laughs> me here. I mean, I'm I'm when, when, when it's especially with a sport when I'm not super. Uh, it's not when now if you want to try to get me off an NFL side that I'm on or an NFL bet that uh-huh. I'm gonna make, that's gonna take a lot of coercion on your end to be able to get that done. <laughs> here, I'm much more easily and I, I, I can be easily influenced. Plus, I just want to have a little action going on beyond. beyond Who does it? So it, let's play it. Let's. Let's have a little fun. We'll just uh, just a couple dollars in here, and maybe we'll just do 250. And so I'll do it. I'm gonna. I think that with conditions, the fact that Smith has done it twice already, and he's the one playing from behind here, and maybe go ahead and take a couple shots here. Plus uh, plus 110, good number here. We'll do it to shoot lower 70, shoot 70 or lower. That's the play. There we go. James is locked and loaded there for 70 or lower for Cam Smith. I've Cam top 10, so we're hoping that. We're hoping we avoid some sort of debacle from Cam Smith. For you, we want him to go low, lower than 70. And for me, we just get that top 10 Cam Smith like we anticipate, and we can cash that ticket. So that will be my Sunday sweat here for the Masters. Speaking of Smith, he's paired up with Scotty Scheffler. These guys tee off in about 20 minutes there. They're the final pairing here in the final round. Scheffler with this three-stroke lead, and we talked about it earlier in the first hour, about the pressure, the magnitude. He's already won three times in the tour this season. Think about this, James. Super Bowl Sunday, Scotty Scheffler had never won on the PGA Tour. Since then, three victories, a fourth one pending with a three-stroke lead here on Sunday at the Masters. I mean, it's been a meteoric rise here for Scheffler. Now that he is in this spot with the pressure that he's about to face, unlike anything he can imagine, how do you think Scheffler plays today? Do you think it's a conservative approach, or do you think he just kind of lets it free because he seems to be a happy-go-lucky guy? Again, we're just speculating because we've never been able we, – we have nothing of reference of him being in this situation in a major, right, especially here at the Masters to be able to – how do you close out day four to win the green jacket? Uh, but confidence means a lot, and I think the fact that you talked about it from where he was Super Bowl Sunday and the role that he's on, that definitely breeds some confidence And so you, because it's it's one thing to play well, but you have to win. And, mm-hmm. yes, that wasn't a, those weren't majors that he was taking down – but you're still learning how to win, and I think that just breeds a certain confidence about you, and he's had time to reflect. That's the interesting thing about when we're talking about especially a sport like golf because nobody else has any influence over you. No, you know, no one's rushing the putter here. No 46-sack monster on the green, Sammy, <laughs> where they're coming after you to rush the putter. It's just you. It, you know, there, there's no, the, the only pressure that's there is the pressure you put on yourself, yeah. right? There's nobody else that, ha- that can literally impact how you play other than between the ears. It's all on you. And, and I think for Scheffler, I, I'm hopeful. I, I, I can't say. I, I really don't know. I'm hopeful that he does. I like to see players succeed in any sport. I, I do bet it gives human achievement quite a bit. But in this mm-hmm. case here, I'm hoping that he does. Young player playing on a role, playing with a ton of confidence. I'm going to believe that that confidence can carry over and he will play well. Does that guarantee he wins today? Maybe if Smith just shoots and has another lights out day and puts some pressure on him. And hopefully, I think that's what we want to see. Ultimately, Coming down the stretch, that back nine, don't we want to see a tight contest? Don't we want to see it within a stroke and, and have some drama to the final the, the final round of the Masters? Oh, yeah. Absolutely we do. I'm hoping, though, that he doesn't crumble under the pressure just for, from a competitive standpoint. It's interesting because the conversation heading in today is just all about Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith. Do you think that there's anybody – that's not those two that could potentially make a run here at the green jacket. I mean, Sung J M there is five strokes back. All it takes is a double bogey from Scheffler and a birdie from Sung J M, and he's right in the thick of this thing. His odds over at BetMGM 14 to one. Shane Lowry has 50 to one. That's a long shot. Seems unlikely, but with Scheffler at minus 225, Cam Smith at plus 260. Do you maybe even go further down the odds board there to somebody like Sung J M at 14 to one? Uh, I mean, I, I'm rooting for Shane Lowry because I have that ticket at 41 on Shane Lowry to do it. And for somebody like Shane Lowry, he's kind of fun. Again, I'm, I haven't watched a whole lot of golf, but what I've seen and we watching Shane Lowry on the course, he looks like somebody that's that under he's the self-awareness that he has, appreciating the moment, the fun that he has out there on the course. He would be somebody that I would root for to do that and mm-hmm. not going to put too much pressure on himself 
to fill, especially being seven shots back. Can he win this? Yeah, the, I think the other guys are going to have to really go on, really go into the water for him to be able to get back into this. But Sung J M, I mean, as well as he putted on Thursday, definitely left that putter, really escaped him on Friday and put him in the hole. Had a decent round yesterday, shooting one under, but. Yeah, maybe that's when I, I don't think so. I don't think with where it's at now, I wouldn't want to get involved with with him right now to to say, well, he can creep up because the other two guys are going to fall short. Because I think the other two guys in front of him, Scheffler and Smith, right now are playing with so much confidence. These guys are the top players in the world. And it's interesting. So the Masters, you get the props of like the nationality golfer. Sung J M is the favorite in the top Asian golfer market here. He's four to is uh, four under for the tournament, I should say, but. He's, he might be a little bit of a sweaty round for that market because Minwoo Lee, this guy is absolutely tearing up the course. He's five under for the day through eight holes. So Minwoo Lee now three strokes back of Sung Jae Im. If Im has a not so good round, maybe a little bit of intrigue in that top Asian golfer market there with a five under from Minwoo Lee through eight holes. But that just goes to show you that round so far here from Minwoo Lee is that this is gettable. Somebody can go low yeah. here. Could be a Justin Thomas. Could be a Dustin Johnson. Colin Morikawa. He's one under already there for uh, at even right now, tied for ninth. This is a gettable course here on the day. So Cam Smith, go out and get it. If you want to go win this tournament, go out and get it there as he is three strokes back here. If you didn't have a play pre-flop here, because I know, James, you got Scotty Scheffler in the hopper there at 16 to 1 from before the tournament, and we got about 40 seconds left. If you didn't have a play pre-flop, would you identify Smith, or would you think that Scheffler ends up closing this thing out? Well, we were talking about that last night and the fact that they was minus 110 as far as the two ball just between the two of them uh, to to pull it out. Maybe you take a shot. I'm not going to play it. But with Cameron Smith, I just I think he is he was able to write himself after a poor round on round two and back in contention. I think just with the conditions, I think we're going to see great scores. Actually, yeah. I, I'm feeling better about my 70 or under for for Smith right now, just based on these conditions and some of the scores that these early guys are putting in. Yeah, getting that up. Plus Monday, I think, is a very, very valuable bet there because it is a gettable course on Sunday, which should be a fun final day of the Masters. On the other side, Adam Burke in studio next. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at VEASAN.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Flynn is out there in Colorado. And James, look at us. Boom. Hey, we got Adam Burke in studio here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Awesome to have Adam Burke here. He contributes a lot to the VEASAN.com, our website there, Point Spread Weekly, as well as the host with Ben Wilson on the run line, a new baseball show here at VEASAN that you guys should be tuning in. Adam, we'll get into that here in just a bit. But, buddy. This baseball season, we're off to a start here. Any early takeaways for you as we're now in the first weekend of the regular season? Yeah, a few early takeaways. I mean, look, you know, it's funny. The Astros hit eight home runs over the first two games and then got shut out yesterday by Noah Syndergaard and the Angels bullpen. You had a game the other day with Frankie Montas and Aaron Nola between the A's and the Phillies, two above average starting pitchers. They give up nine total runs. Game goes to 14 total runs. Yesterday, two below average pitchers, in my opinion, and the game ends four to two. So we've already seen a lot of the variance that Major League Baseball can bring. So, look, if you want to bet baseball, if you want to grind it out for the full season, you got to get into the right mind frame for it because it is something that can absolutely wear you down because I think maybe it's just because I follow it the most, but it's the sport to me where I just go, how did that happen? Like more often than in any other sport. So, you know, we've already seen that already throughout the first three days here. Adam, I tend to do that a lot in the ninth inning when the bullpens can't hold leads and think, how did that happen? And why was I betting this game for a full nine? And I wanted to get your perspective on not only the bullpens, depth of bullpens for certain teams, but now starting pitching. And the fact that because of the lockout, players weren't able to put the, and, and the short spring training, the condensed spring training that was there. Where are we at with pitchers? How are you approaching trying to get day-to-day betting on baseball because of the, the, the lockout, the shortened spring training, 
pitchers really needing to get their arms in shape, get themselves stretched out. Has that pause for concern to get involved early? I mean, what do you think the, the lockout and the short spring training, How what kind of impact is that going to have, uh, let's just say, for the first few weeks of, of the Major League season? Yeah, I think it'll have a tremendous impact. I mean, look, we've already seen some starting pitcher injuries. Obviously, we saw Jacob DeGrom go down in spring training. Lucas Giolito went down a couple days ago with side tightness, and now he's on the DL, or the IL, excuse me, with an oblique injury. I, I think this is going to happen a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of pitcher injuries over the first three or four weeks of the season. We're also seeing some soft tissue injuries for players as well, guys or position players, guys getting hamstring injuries, obliques, stuff like that. A lot of these soft tissue injuries are going to take place here. And when it comes to pitchers, it sets them back significantly because they've been trying to build their arms up. They get to the regular season. Now they suffer an injury. They have to build back up again once they're able to start throwing. So it's something to me where I think managers are going to be very, very cautious with their starting pitchers early on. They're not going to use relievers three straight days. They may hesitate to go three out of four days if they can help it. So I think to me, you just want to look at who's available and, and how long you expect them to be out there. You know, some of these starting pitchers are already throwing 90 pitches, other teams keeping their guys to 65, 70. So follow the beat writers on social media. Twitter can be a very toxic and awful place, <laughs> but it can also be a great news source. And so those are the people that you want to go to, to find out, you know, is this guy dealing with something? Is this a situation where he's only going to throw 70 pitches, 80 pitches, 90, something like that. So I think it's really important to know those things early on in the season so that you can plan your handicap accordingly. But we're hanging out with Adam Burke here in the VEASAN studios. Adam, of course, a contributor to Point Spread Weekly, a lot of content on VEASAN.com. Also now VEASAN host of The Run Line, which airs tonight, 8 to 10 Eastern time. Uh, for the folks who are unaware, you're hosting it with Ben Wilson. Just kind of give them a little bit of an insight of what this show will be about and how you can help them find actionable info in terms of Major League Baseball regular season. Yeah, last weekend I was out of town for my wife's birthday, so Josh Todd. talking about a lot of different stuff process stuff you know kind of how to get to a decision with your handicap we'll be previewing the upcoming series you know coming up that following week looking at the pitching matchups uh, we're going to take deeper dives into the divisions over these first few episodes here probably doing about two divisions a show for the first three episodes that I'll be on just a lot of different things and Look, I mean, you know, I think it's really good on this network to start having some shows that are tailored specifically to certain sports because, mm -hmm. you know, then if it's something that you want to know about, you're going to get a full two hours of it on the run line. You know, we get the Hardwood Handicappers show with Jonathan Von Tobel on Sundays as well. All things NBA, which is really important with the playoffs coming up. Yep. So I think those are really beneficial things, whether you're a diehard baseball fan or you're just somebody who wants to learn how to handicap the sport at a higher level. This show is going to have a lot of great information for you, and I'm very excited to be able to do it. Adam, and so thinking of it from the long-term perspective for the entirety of the season and the challenge that it was because of the off, because of the lockout and all the free agents that were just sitting and waiting around for the lockout to end before they can start to make moves and teams to make moves to, to build out their rosters, how did you work through the challenge of trying? Did you try to anticipate where certain players might go prior to the lockout coming to an end and how that might formulate not only all the great capsules that you were able to write about for all the team previews rolling into the season, but also impacting some of the future bets that you might have had? What was the impact on that? And then where did you end up with some of the future bets? Well, you know, it was really interesting for me because generally speaking, I do a lot of my MLB prep in the month of February. I'll do it as spring training is starting, as teams are reporting to camp and all of that before conference tournaments get going, before the NCAA tournament and the other postseason tournaments get going. I didn't have that luxury this year because they basically came to an agreement, you know, very quickly and said, well, opening day is April 7th. And I had to scramble because I was doing so much with college basketball and writing our March Madness betting guide and all that kind of thing. I didn't really have a whole lot of time to speculate on, on where players may end up going. It was just kind of the black and white of, you know, here's what these rosters look like. Here's what these teams have to offer time to write the previews and start placing some of these futures bets. So the one thing that I at least always do year in and year out is I'm a big believer in depth. I, I want a lineup that's deep one through nine. If I'm going to bet a season win total over, I want a bullpen that has a lot of capable arms. I want preferably a minor league system where there's some talent at the triple a level that can come up and be effective. If called upon those, that's what I look for, for over bets, few, division futures, world series futures, stuff like that. If I see teams that don't have a lot of depth, then especially this year, as, as James mentioned with the quick lead up to the season, expedited spring training, all of that teams that didn't have a lot of depth were teams that I've looked to fade. 
you know, I bet the Guardians season win total under. They've got two stars in Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. Emmanuel Classe is a really good closer. Other than that, they didn't have a whole lot that excited me. So I bet their season win total under. The A's, obviously, they traded everybody under the sun. <laughs> they have no depth whatsoever. Even their better players probably get traded by the time we get to August if they're not hurt. So that was a team I bet under. So those are things you really have to look at the season-long perspective of what is the current state of this team? When they get to the trade deadline, are they a seller? Do they have the potential to be a buyer? Well, if they're going to be a seller, then I don't want a season win total over bet on them because they're not going to look the same in August and September. Mm -hmm. So those are things that I do year in and year out, but it almost made it a little bit easier this year because I couldn't overanalyze everything. I just didn't have the time to do so. I want to ask you about the Seattle Mariners, not just because I'm a Seattle guy, but this has kind of been the team of the offseason that a lot of people have been in on. And you have a bet on the Mariners in a game today. The, the under, I believe under, it is, Mariners yeah. and Twins. Mm -hmm. The Soto Mojo, they're 2-0 right now, but they're trailing one nothing there in Minnesota. But this Mariners team, plus 450 to win the AL West. And a lot of people love them, their season win total overs as a potential dark horse to win the division, maybe a dark horse to win the pennant. You went the other way. Why? Well, it was just a lean for me. I didn't bet against them from a season win total standpoint. I did make a, a pick or a lean for every mm -hmm. team preview in the guide just because, you know, I mean, I feel like people kind of want that once they yeah. read through all the information, you know, they want some kind of conclusion to it. And, and to me, it's just a thing where last year they weren't nearly as good as their record. In fact, they were one of the luckiest teams in baseball history. They had such a negative run differential, but still won 90 games, had one of the best records in one run games in all of major league baseball. Their bullpen wound up being significantly better than I expected. And bullpens are very fickle from season to season because you get guys that maybe pitched really well, but all of a sudden went from having a career high of 30 appearances to 71 or 72, something like that. So consistency is very hard to find when it comes to the bullpen. So I worried about that a little bit for Seattle. Also too, their starting rotation. I don't know if Robbie Ray will be as good. Obviously he pitched well on opening day. I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year. I think Logan Gilbert is actually the guy to watch in that rotation. But to me, it was almost just fading the hype because they were talked about so much because they had so many positive headlines. It felt like it kind of inflated some of their prices, some of their props, things of that sort. So keep in mind the teams that win the off season, right? They get that preferential treatment going into the regular season. Their lines end up being a little bit too high. We've seen money come in against the Mets in the first three games against the nationals before money came in on the Mets today. It's just sort of trying to kind of, you know, balance perception versus reality. And I thought perception was a little bit higher on the, on the Mariners and their reality. Yeah. The Mariners right now, they trail now five, nothing. Marco Gonzalez gave up a grand slam here in the bottom of the first. So that under so, bet's in good shape. So, so the, the under bet is in very yeah. good shape for you there with the twins leading five, nothing. You speaking of those one run games, Mariners already two one run victories this season. They just keep them rolling. Soto mojo, man. Something about these close games with the Mariners. You don't want to get into them. If you're playing the Seattle Mariners on the other side, Adam's going to hang out with us for another segment. We'll talk more baseball, but he's versatile. So we're going to talk Masters. Hear Adam's Masters thoughts here on the other side. Final segment, Betting Across America, coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America, presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. Adam Burke doing the yeoman's work here, joining us for two segments in studio. And Adam, we talked a little bit of baseball. We'll get to that in just a bit here. But the Masters final round coverage is underway there over on CBS. We've now seen the leaders tee off. Scotty Scheffler now on the course there. He opens this with a three-stroke lead, but found a little trouble off the tee there on the first hole. Your overall thoughts of what we've seen so far this weekend where it looks like it could be a Scheffler coronation. Yeah, Scheffler with a tee shot looks like I hit it on the first hole here, <laughs> playing from the pine straw. Which is always look, good. Look, I, I think the biggest thing for Scotty Scheffler today will be his emotions. As you guys have talked about, and you know, I came in a little bit early here, the course is gettable today. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and nobody's in better form than Scotty Scheffler right now, the world number one because of how he's played of late. I mean, the, the course is out there to put up a score. So I think mentally it's going to be the big challenge for him. Cam Smith, I mean, I'm not going to say he's free rolling here necessarily, but you know, obviously he needs to play well. But, you know, if Scheffler kind of falters a little bit here, the course is gettable, as you said. So the only other thing I would, I would say is uh, Tiger Woods, right? You know, I, I think his only goal in this tournament was to make the cut. Mm-hmm. And, and we've kind of seen him eject here the last couple of days. And he really doesn't look comfortable with any swing he's taken over the last couple of days. So, uh, you know, good for him for making the cut. Obviously, it's not going to finish particularly well for him, yeah. but uh, still amazing that he was able to play as well as he did the first two days. He just double bogeyed on 17. For Tiger yeah. Woods there. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he bogeys 18 too, the way he's going. <laughs> Adam, so speaking of the Masters, where it stands here going in, I'm not sure where, where your position are on any players or if you have any tickets live going into this, but uh, are you looking to get involved as knowing how the weather conditions are today? It's a completely different day than what we saw for the first three days of this tournament. Are you looking to get involved somewhere today, maybe some live bettingers, or do you have anything that you can – point to as far as uh, the end result of what happens today based on your bets? Well, I mean, look, you know, as I said, Scheffler, you know, sprays his drive off the tee on the first and and Cam Smith just hits two phenomenal shots to get his round set up here. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, as you kind of watch this thing play out, like I said, I think it's more about the mental side for Scotty Scheffler. And can he, you know, save a par here or at least, you know, get out of town without too much damage? That probably does a lot for his psyche going into the rest of this front nine. If not, and he starts dropping shots, then you know it's kind of hard to contain your spiral out of control on a course like Augusta National. So just kind of waiting and watching and sort of seeing what happens here with these two guys over the first few holes. And yeah, I know it's going to decrease the price and kind of take some equity away, but you know maybe taking Scheffler at a decreased price if he winds up being tied mm-hmm. with Smith or one shot ahead where he's good enough to rebound. You know, it's just a matter of if he shows it from a mental standpoint. 
Minwoo Lee now six under on the front nine there. So that just goes to show you how gettable this course is as he has vaulted up the leaderboard, now tied for fourth. I don't think many people anticipated that after he shot a 73, 75, and a 72 there through 54 holes. Let's transition back to baseball here. And we were talking about this during the break. And it's early on, but this sport is already maddening <laughs> in terms yeah. of betting on this sport because we're talking about the Cleveland Guardians, and you mentioned how only eight hits through two games, and here they are, and now they have a sixth spot in the first inning. Yeah, they had one run on 12 hits in their first two games. They had runners on first and third in the 10th inning yesterday and found a way not to score. It was remarkable how they found a way not to score. <laughs> they put up six in the first inning today, and Oscar Mercado hits a grand slam for the first home run of the year for the Guardians. First home run as the Guardians, I guess. You yeah, could have given me history. you could have given me 15 different bets and I would not have picked Oscar Mercado <laughs> to hit the first home run for this team. But that's just the way that it goes. You know, the Twins in that first inning, there's an error with two outs, extends the inning, Gary Sanchez immediately hits a grand slam. Holding under eight and a half, that's not a great outcome. So it's one of those things where it's early, you want to get off to a good start. For me, I want to get off to a good impression with the daily article that I'm doing. But if you dwell on these things, I mean, you will not make it through the baseball season. It is that kind of grind. By the way, 6 nothing Minnesota now. Byron Buxton homered again. MVP, maybe. It could be. I saw some 35-1s to out there before the season. Kudos to anybody who grabbed those. But this is, it's so cliche to hear that, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon kind of thing. Baseball absolutely epitomizes that. So, you know, you just got to, I think I tread lightly early on in the year, kind of mm -hmm. wait for everything to settle in, get some sample size, because my best strength with baseball is taking the stats and figuring out what they mean, interpreting the data. We don't have a lot of data right now. So I try to keep it really light early on and then look to attack in May, June, and July. And then of course in August, football takes up more time and all of that. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating if you let it get to you. And uh, it, it's today's the kind of day where it gets to you. Well, so thinking about the, the long term, right? The the sprint it's the marathon, not the sprint here. And some pitchers that we saw come back last night and in the case of because we're looking today with the Astros and the Angels to finish up that series out in Los Angeles. But being able to see Verlander come back last night, it hadn't pitched since July of twenty twenty, and then Syndergaard, the issues, the injuries that he's had and the tough luck he's had over the course of the last few years being able to come out. What did you take away from that last night? Because I thought both of them it was a really it was a really Really tight zone behind the dish last night from the umpire as well, but I thought both guys were able to locate the way that they wanted to, and they looked pretty sharp considering not much spring training, and in particular for Verlander, not having not having pitched since July of 2020. Well, I think you bring up a really excellent point there, James, is that you look at Noah Syndergaard, and and obviously he threw shutout baseball, but he only had one strikeout. So you look at that, and you kind of go, okay. Like, what happened here? You know, what, did he just keep the ball on the ground? Did the Astros just hit everything hard but hit it right at people? Stuff like that. But you brought it up. It was a small strike zone last night in Anaheim. So that's something where if I didn't know that, if I didn't know that piece of context, I would probably hold it against Syndergaard more that he only had one strikeout in that game. Keep in mind the Astros are one of the best teams in baseball at making contact. They will put a lot of balls in play against virtually everybody that they face throughout the course of the season. So it's really important to add context to these things, right? Frankie Montas did not pitch well for the A's based on his pitching line against the Phillies the other day. But I think he had 16 swings and misses in that game. The stuff was good. The timing and the sequencing of the hits that he allowed, not particularly good. So those are things that I try to keep in mind as we go throughout the season here is just applying the right kind of context. You know, a pitcher gets shelled in the first inning. Like Garrett Cole pitched terrible in the first inning. The first four batters all reached. He gave up three runs. He was getting booed at Yankee Stadium. After that, he only gave up one more hit. You know, so yeah, the pitching line doesn't look great. But he figured it out. He made an adjustment. And those are things I think are really important, particularly early on in the season, not to overreact to, you know, a high ERA or some of those stat lines, something like that. Kind of take it a few steps further and, and apply some context to what actually happened. And that's how you can find some betting advantages as you go forward. Uh, not to get us off the train of thought here, but really cool moment at Augusta National there with Tiger Woods walking up to the 18th green, getting the standing ovation there, uh, about to complete his round, which you mentioned has not been a great round for Tiger Woods, but the fact that he completed it is an accomplishment nonetheless. But back to baseball, Noah Syndergaard's former team, the New York Mets, they're plus 180 to win the NL East. They have pitching issues and durability issues of their own there with Jacob deGrom. He's out for the foreseeable future. We'll see what happens with Max Scherzer. But this NL East division really intrigues me. The Braves plus 
plus 130, Mets plus 180, the Phillies, some people like them, plus 325. How do you think this ends up shaking out here, this NL East, by season's end? I think it may simply come down to health. I think it may come down to which team stays the healthiest. And, and as you mentioned, the Mets already have some issues here with Jacob DeGrom. Now, of course, they're going to probably sweep the Nationals. They're up 2-1 to one in the fourth inning here. The Nationals are a terrible team. The bottom half of their order is absolutely atrocious. So, to me, it's also one of those things where you have to beat up on Washington. You know, you have mm-hmm. to take advantage of that bad team. So far, the Mets have done that. We'll see if the Braves and Phillies are able to do that. Uh, you know, for the Braves... I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see where they end up when all is said and done. I think they have a lot of depth. I like their pitching depth. I did lean towards their season win total over and did play the over in the Westgate season wins challenge that I got involved in, but it is tough. You know, you come off of that long season winning the world series guys are tired. You've got a shorter turnaround. Obviously this off season was very, very strange for them. There are some injury risks for them as well. Same as the Mets, obviously. And the Phillies are a softball team. They will hit. They <laughs> cannot field beyond Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. I kind of worry about their pitching a little bit. Maybe Ranger Suarez is fine, but he's got a big innings bump coming. So to me, I just think it's, it kind of comes down to which team stays the healthiest and which team is able to take advantage of beating up on a team like the nationals real quick. Anything for you on the rest of the today's betting card for baseball. Uh, one that I did take a little bit of a look at here. I'm kind of leaning towards the Astros. This game starts in about an hour. Jose or Kitty on the mound against uh, Jose Suarez. Do lean with the Astros a little bit. Haven't played it yet, uh, but you know, uh, maybe maybe I'll try to get my money back from this <laughs> under that's not going to win. You can get more analysis like that there on the run line coming up 8 to 10 Eastern here on VEASAN. That does it for us here betting across America. For James Salinas, I'm Femi Bebefe. Thank you to Adam Burke for joining us in studio for a couple segments here. We wish you the best of luck with your betting Sunday. Coming up next, betting across America, Ross Reynolds' connection from Circa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.